Hello and welcome to the Excel Books Podcast. This is your favorite host, Molly. If you are new to my channel, please check me out on the web at www.xelbooks.com. I am a entrepreneur who is out here trying to help existing and aspiring business owners make it to the top. So if you're looking for a service or you just need a little help with your business, check me out on the web and I'd be more than happy to assist you. If you've never listened to my show before, we like to talk about work, family, and life. And currently we are in wedding season. Ah, yes, I know. And I have a special treat for you today. Not a big treat, kind of like a snack. I have a snack for you. So in the past two episodes of the wedding edition, I've been talking to you about uh, wedding skills, you know, things that you do once you're in the relationship, you know, ways to, you know, honor your maid and, and protect your, your, your connection so that, you know, things go smoothly for you. But today I want to actually talk about weddings. I know, I know you're in shock. I know you are. Molly, you're actually going to talk about weddings and not just like giving me lessons on how to think. Yes, I am. Um, Why? Because I care about you. I care about you, my listener. And I thought about it and I said, you know what? It needs to be said. You guys need some tips. I'm going to give you some tips. So today's topic is about planning on a budget. Yes, planning your wedding on a budget. And what do I mean by that? What kind of plans are we talking about? Um, In order to talk to you about this properly, I first got to tell you why I wanted to talk about it and then what I did in a previous wedding to make things work. So as you know, with this pandemic and everything that's been going on, people have been going wedding crazy. I mean, you've had people who wanted to get married, but they couldn't get married because of the pandemic. You had people who got married during the pandemic, but they were not really happy because everybody didn't want to show up because of the pandemic. Um, You know, then there was uh, venues that were canceled. And I mean, you name it, it was just a tough mess for people to tie the knot. And then with all of that, even with uh, things opening up now, right, Uh, you've got people that say, okay, you know, vaccines are out. I'm going to get married. I'm going to go to this big venue. We're going to do all these great things. It's going to be great. But there's a a little wrinkle in there. And you know what that wrinkle is, right? The wrinkle is limitations. Yes. So it's no longer the way it was before. You know, in spite of how the world may view it, of thinking that the pandemic is over and all that kind of stuff. The truth is, a lot of businesses and things are still operating under these precautions as they should and things are limited even going into the hotel like for example i went and had a a meekation um a while back and i talked about this in one of my previous episodes about making time for you and i went and had that meekation and i remember when i was there grand hotel you would think with uh you know, vaccines and masks and all the stuff that everything would be back to normal, but it was not. Uh, I was at a hotel that actually was supposed to give a kind of like a free hors d'oeuvre party, you know, that comes with being uh, um, 
you know, with your stay at the hotel, but this was canceled. It was canceled because, you know, of the pen, you know, the pandemic and just the fear of uh, possibly, you know, spreading COVID, you know, with someone who may not be vaccinated. Um, the risk was just too high. So the one thing that I was really looking forward to in my vacation wasn't there. I've also noticed there's a, um, I've been in hotels the past few weeks and, you know, things that we thought were going to be open, like, oh, well, now they have the pool, but the pool is only open on specific hours now to reduce, reduce the risk of COVID. I actually saw one resort where they only open on Saturdays and they have, uh, you have to book your pool time in advance. All of these things just to make sure that we reduce our spread of this, uh, this virus. And even with those restrictions and the hotels opening and restaurants opening, there's a lot of places that are not open at night anymore. You know, the whole idea of the night party uh, for your wedding and saying, oh, I'm gonna have a bachelorette party at, starting at eight o'clock. Yeah, a lot of that is ending because there's not enough workers. There's not enough workers that want to work at these restaurants or facilities or hotels and things because, well, pandemic just made it hard. We're still feeling the impacts. It's almost, uh, you know, I won't say it's anywhere near as extreme as having, you know, um, you know, a stock market crash. But as far as the way that people are are feeling about it and their availability and their funds, it's very similar in extremity. So that leaves a little bit of a challenge for those that want to get married and want to have a good turnout. And then, you know, let's, let's go there, right? Even if you said, okay, I want to do a wedding. I have people that I know absolutely will come to my wedding and I I, want to do this now, but my finances were low because of the pandemic, right? A lot of people lost jobs. Uh, some people lost it temporarily. Some people lost it permanently and had to, you know, do different types of uh, income. And so the nest egg that you had for your wedding, you may have had to use some of it just to make it through this pandemic when things were shut down for so long. So where does that leave you as a bride, right? How do you get married on a budget? How do you have something that seems very... Um, how do you make sure you dot all your I's and cross all your T's and still be COVID friendly and, you know, meet your deadlines? How do you do it, right? Well, I have a suggestion and you don't have to take it, but, uh, you know, you can take it as advice or in, in the words of my favorite YouTube uh, YouTuber, Kopana Shamange, um, you know, you can say you can take it as advice or use it as entertainment. Take it. Don't take it. I love how she does that. Um you know, this is just something that I did the second time I got married. So as you know, as you've been listening to this, this is the third official time that I'm uh, marrying the love of my life, my soulmate. And um, the second time, as I mentioned earlier, was a really good wedding for us. It was probably as close to a real, real, you know, I won't even say as close. That was our real wedding. Um, we've gotten married, you know, to official times before, but that was my favorite. But what I didn't tell you was what I did to make it happen. 
So I'm going to give you a backstory and let you know about some tools that I used, and maybe this will help you with planning your wedding, um, you know, this year or in the near future. So before we got married the second time, uh, we had sought marital counseling. I had reached out to um, my favorite uh, dear woman, who I love more than life could ever say, uh, Mama Kay, and I had her as our accountability partner. I said, hey, I need us to, I need you to let us know if you think we're ready or not ready to do this marriage thing. And she felt we were ready. And what was interesting was she had just told us no. Like, you know, my my man had asked her, said, hey, I want to propose to her. You know, do I have your permission? And she was like, no, I don't think you're ready. And he was devastated, right? He was brokenhearted. Oh, my gosh. You know, I asked her. She said, no, and I just want to marry you. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, breathe. You know, don't don't be a baby. It'll be all right. Why don't we go ask? what we need to learn to do, you know, because I'm thinking it's not no forever. It's okay. There's something we're missing. Let's find out what we're missing. So in our counseling session with Mama K, so here it is, you know, my man is just a broken hearted, you know, he's like a little puppy dog, like, ah, I'm fine. And um, we're there in the counselor's office and we're asking her and I, and I said, hey, Mama K, um, what should we do next? What's the next step? What should I be, what should I be doing? What should he be doing to make sure that we are ready to marry? And she had the most interesting response. Instead of giving me a list or saying, oh, you need to work on this. You need to do that. She didn't do that at all. You know what she did? She looked us both in the eyes and she said, I think you should get married. I was like, what? but you just said we shouldn't get married she said no I didn't say you shouldn't get married I told him he couldn't propose at that time because I didn't think he was ready but the fact that you're you're trying to find ways to improve tells me that you're ready because you're never going to get it all ready even if I gave you a list and you did the list that doesn't guarantee that you're ready for marriage you know it's, it's a mutual decision it's really between the two of you and God so I mean, yes, we want to strive for these things. We want to do certain things, but there's nothing I could tell you that would permanently guarantee that you're prepared for marriage. I was like, that's a good point. And so, you know, she asked him, she said, hey, you think she can handle it? She a good, she good, uh, can she cook, you know, can she clean her house, you know? He was like, oh yeah, she can do these things. And she's like, well, is he good to you? Do you think he's a good guy? You know, is he faithful? Is he strong? Is he secure? Da, da, da. I was like, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, well get married and we're like okay well how long do you think we should wait should we wait and do more counseling she said uh seeing that you've been married together before i don't think you should wait at all i I think you should do this pretty quickly um it's more of a restoration you know than a brand new wedding and i was like that makes sense and so we decided to pick a date and believe it or not we picked 45 days later Now, if you know anything about wedding planning, that is insane. It is the craziest deadline you could ever give yourself because who gets married in 45 days, right? Most people, you know, take six months, sometimes a year just or longer because they want it perfect and they got to book venues and vacations and save up and, you know, order the fanciest rings and all this stuff and food tastings. I mean, my gosh, weddings, weddings are like a job. 
Um, so to say that you're getting married in 45 days was just unheard of. And I remember like on one hand, people are like, that's great. And they're like, how are you going to do that? Like, seriously, like, I'm glad for you. And I, I do think you should get married quickly, but how are you going to get married in less than two months? How are you going to do it? And so this is what we did. Now, as you know, I do a lot of things to help business owners and, and things of that nature. Um, and one of my top skill sets is web design. I'm great at it. I can code. I can not code. I make things that my clients can actually navigate themselves when I'm done. So they're not sitting there like, okay, well, you built this great site and I can't even add a button or change the price because it's all code. Um, I try not to build things of that nature so that they have that ease. So me being the tech savvy person that I am, I looked for a resource and I found what is still to this day my absolute favorite wedding website um, that I've ever seen in my whole life. I think that this company, whoever came up with it, they're genius. They've done a wonderful job of really laying out everything you need to do uh, to plan your wedding. Are you ready for what that site is? I know you are. You've been listening for 13 minutes and you're chomping at the bit like, come on, Molly, give me the site. Um, what I'm talking about is a site called WeddingWire.com. That's Wedding, W-E-D-D-I-N-G-W-I-R-E.com. No, they did not pay me for this advertisement, but I would love to be a spokesperson. Um, so on WeddingWire.com, I used that and they literally made it happen for me. It is, at the time when I used it, it was free to use. And it allows you to do way more than build a website. So the way they set it up is you can, they have these templates and you can actually go in and say, okay, I want a guest list and people could literally be a guest. Um, they could sign my guest, my, my virtual guest book on their computer or on their phone. So whether they could make it to the wedding or not make it to the wedding, everyone was able to put their well wishes and say what it is that they, you know, wanted to say. They could write notes. They could leave messages. Um, I could see it in real time. Like, it was beautiful. It also, in the site, um, which I love about this tool, I was able to do, like, little videos and um, tutorials. And um, I could put my seating chart. So, I, you know, I had people that wanted to come from different locations and had never been here. Um, they were able to go on the site and see, okay, I'm sitting right here. Um, I was able to put um, photos of the wedding, you know, and the honeymoon. So anytime they wanted to keep up, like, what happened? You know, how is the, you know, how is this? Instead of me answering everybody's text message and emailing people for the 13th time, you know, I put everything, you know, it had a section built in for me to put all the pictures from my wedding. So as we traveled on our honeymoon and we went to different places and we wanted to put photos, I would snap a picture and upload it right there on my wedding wire and people could see my actual wedding. Um, there, and the favorite part was putting our story. And I really liked that because we had one uh, page on the site uh, designed just for our story so they could know how we met, how we restored, um, 
you know, what our journey was, you know, all these different things. So that they could be like, wow, you know, this is, this is the couple, you know, cause we didn't have money for, you know, fanciness and, you know, we just didn't, you know, I would have loved to say, sure, we had a $10,000 wedding budget. We didn't have that. You know, we had maybe a couple hundred dollars, if that, and we're like, all right, we're going to do a honeymoon and a wedding and a dress and everything. And we're just going to pray that it works. So that was on the outside, you know, part of the, the wedding wire website. But what makes them, in my opinion, the best of the best is that they involve every other thing. So if you're a person that says, I want, um, I want a wedding registry, it's built into the site already. So when you create your account, you can say, oh, I want a wedding registry here. And I want that to connect to my site. It's in there. Um, if you say, I want to um, hire a photographer, but I don't know anybody. I've never done this. I don't know anyone in my family. I have no friends. I don't network, but I need a photographer. They have all that in there for you too. Um, I need to order a cake. They got it. Um, where do I get a dress? They got it. Um, you know, if you want to share, you know, bridesmaid plans and all that stuff, it's all built in. Like literally everything you want inspiration, you want magazines to see, oh, what do other brides look like? It's there. Um, they had stuff for the men, tuxedos, where to get rings, like all of that. And the best part of it all. So I know you're like, Molly, I thought you said the last thing was the best. I know, I know. But I got to tell you my favorite part, because, you know, I'm organized and, you know, I love to plan, right? Their budget planner is heaven to me. Your account comes with a budget, a pre-made budget template, but you can adjust it. So they may start off and say, here's the, I don't know, 300 things we think you need to do to plan a successful wedding. And you can actually go through the list and edit it. So what I did was I, you know, opened the Wedding Wire account and I went to this budget um, checklist and it had like a price next to everything. Like you could put what your budget is for all these things or what your overall budget is. And so I went in and I thought, okay, I don't need half of these tasks. We are not doing, you know, we're not, we're not royal. Um, you know, we're just us. So I went in and started deleting tasks left and right. Like, oh, I don't need this. I don't need this. Do, 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 do. I was like, but I do want this. Yeah, I would like that. All right, great. And so we put all these things together, all of it. And we put a budget, you know, put like our overall budget and it automatically divvied that out to all those different tasks. So I think at the end of the day, I think I had like 195 tasks or no, I think it was like 100 tasks. And I think I got like 95 of them done and I still had a successful wedding. Um, but it was great because I could say my budget was actually, you know, I actually looked it up for you guys before I did this recording. I had a budget of $1,500. I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. Molly, there's no way to have a wedding and 45 days on $1,500. Well, it is if you're creative um, and if you really, you know, are willing to go simple and, you know, think outside the box. So for me, I didn't send a single physical invitation. So I didn't have to pay for stationery 
and, you know, certain weighted paper and all this kind of stuff and worry about wording and postage and all that. I didn't do any of that. You know why? You know why? Because I gave them the link to my Wedding Wire website. So they said, oh, I want an invitation. That is your invitation. You're not going to mail it to me? Why? You're just going to throw it away anyway. All you need is the address. I mean, why should I spend an extra three, four hundred dollars on some fancy stationery to announce the wedding when you're only going to look at it for two seconds, jot the address down on your phone and then just navigate there? It's just not necessary. So I was like, yep, we don't need invitations. You got the website and you got the Facebook event. Um, I mean, that it doesn't get much better than that. You got Facebook here and there. Two different avenues. Um, if you don't like Facebook, then you got the website. If you don't like websites, then you got the Facebook. Um, and then everybody can see what they needed. So that was one part. We saved on invitations. Um, the other thing that saved it too, so at the time we were military. Um, you know, Steve was in the military and we needed a venue um, that didn't cost us much at all because we're like we only had fifteen hundred dollars right uh for everything and i'm not talking about like oh fifteen hundred for the wedding and then fifteen hundred for the reception and all that no i meant like fifteen hundred total and I'm, I'm mentioning this because i know there's somebody listening that says i want to get married and you're like you don't know how you can do it because you think you need like you know all this money in the world look you don't. you're not the hiltons you know you, you don't need to be the kardashians to to have a good wedding. So we actually used, um, we thought outside of the box. I was really proud of my hubby at the time. So he was military. He was active at the time. And what he did was he went on to the local base, found a church. So depending on the base that you're located in, most of the time there's a chapel um, on the military base. And usually you have access to use this facility. Um, you just have to ask and make sure it's available. And so that's exactly what we did. At the time, we knew the pastor that was there. He was a pastor that was uh, at a different base that we were stationed at a while ago. And we asked him about using the on-base chapel. And um, we got really, really lucky. Uh, I'll say we got really, really blessed um, we ended up getting the chapel for free. And the reason we got it for free was because number one, I didn't have a lot of people. We were looking at 50 people max. So very, very small wedding, um, to most people, as you know, from my previous recording, I was freaking out with those 50 people, but it was only 50 people. And there was a part of the chapel that was being reconstructed on the inside. Nothing as far as like the main part, like the, you know, the altar and everything was fine and the seats were fine and the, you know, the main lobby and all that was fine. But it was like one little section where they're like, oh, we're replacing the pews. And so they kind of took the pews out. And so it was just bare floor. And so they had the little, uh, the little caution tape sign, you know, just in case, you know, your, the heel of your shoe got stuck on the, the floor or something. So because of that they were like you know what we'll let you have it free how long do you need it i was like are you kidding we'll be in and out in two hours they're like seriously i was like what else do we need to do i'll be dressed before i get there it's not like i need a whole entourage or something you know i was like they're coming have a seat uh you know let the pastors speak uh I'm, i'll be waiting they'll just play the music and let me know when it's time for me to come out and i'll go on out 
you know, and so that's exactly what we did. So we saved a lot of costs that way because we asked our local church. Um, now we asked the church that was on the base. Now I'll say this, um, plan ahead. If you're, if you know that you need a wedding that costs, you know, that needs an army of people, you know, you have, you know, enough for your own battalion attending, don't ask them 45 days ahead, ask them much further ahead than that, right? You know, sometimes you can get things a lot cheaper just by showing people consideration of their own time, right? You know, uh, chapels get booked a lot. They get booked a lot and people always want them to do everything. They want them to book. They want them to decorate. They want them to have like the whole world in this chapel for this one day. So if you know you need all the extra bells and whistles and stuff, you should probably plan a lot earlier than 45 days. But as for me, I want very little in life, um, especially when it comes to a wedding. So this worked out perfectly. And they kept asking, well, do you need us to decorate or anything? I said, no, I don't need you to do a thing. I just need you to open the doors. They're like, that's it? I'm like, yeah, I don't need you to decorate. I, I don't have much decorations anyway. I have some bows from the Dollar Tree. They're like, are you serious? You're not doing Dollar Tree bows. I was like, are you kidding me? They have those big, giant, fluffy pew bows for a dollar each. I could get like a dozen of them, put them in every other pew on the outside, and there you go, voila decoration. And, you know, I I found on, um, not Craigslist, I went on Facebook, uh, Facebook Marketplace, and looked up, you know, like, wedding decor. And people have so many things they're always giving away. Like, a lot of things you don't have to have brand new. Now, I know that poses a bit of a challenge with COVID going on, and you may not be comfortable, you know, doing that. And I don't suggest that you do it if you're not at peace. By all means, have peace. But for me, this is something that worked for me and my budget. Um, the other thing was, you know, so that's just part of the venue part of it. And you'll see all of the details and things that Wedding Wire has to offer once you create the account. Um, you definitely need to do it. The other thing that saved me time was something else that I did. Now, you may not have this in your area, but I wanted to tell you how I did it because I thought it was just pure gold. Um, I did two things. So number one, when I got the dress, right, because that's the biggest thing, right? You're like, ah, I can deal with that. I could get married outside in a park, right? But you're like, but I got to have the dress. Okay, so let's talk about the dress. I had a beautiful dress. I had a beautiful white gown with the uh, with pearls and a few sequins on it and a nice train and uh, had the veil and all that stuff. And you know how much my dress cost me with the shoes? $200. I know you can't believe it. I know you can't. You're like, Molly, there's no way. You must have gotten like a hand-me-down thrift store dress negative. Um, that was a brand new wedding dress, brand new shoes directly from David's bridal. And you know how I, I did it? I went there and as they came in, you know, they, David's bridal does what they do best because they're in the bridal business. You know, and of course they wanted to talk to me about all kinds of other dresses. And I just told them right up front, I said, I have an extremely shoestring budget. If you show me anything that is over this amount, I am not interested. 
because I cannot afford it, period. I'm not taking out credit cards. I'm not doing loans. I'm not doing any of this. We're not going in debt over a wedding day. I just need a dress. And it's perfectly okay if you don't have a dress in that price range. I can go to the thrift store. And of course, you know, when David's Bridal hears that, they're like, well, we don't want you to go to the thrift store. You know, of course they want your business, right? So they they found some dresses that were on clearance and they made it clear. They said, hey, well, if you get this, you pretty much are getting it as is. You could alter it uh, if you so desire, but this is pretty much what you get. And I said, okay, great. Well, let's see what you got and let's see what you have that's in my size. And there were three dresses on the clearance that were in my size, and I did not do any. I was not picky. So when I say not picky, I mean, I didn't go in there and say, well, it's got to be off-white, not the white-white, and it's got to be this, but I don't like that train. No, there was no pickiness whatsoever. I just wanted a dress. So I said, great, three dresses in my size. Let's try it on. And I tried on each one, and there was one that seemed to fit really, really well. Like, it really didn't need any altering at all. Like, I might have, if I wanted to, maybe I could have altered a pinch somewhere, but it really wasn't necessary. And I looked at it, and I said, this is perfect. I said, really? Yeah. And I said, well, it is a little plain. I said, it doesn't matter. He's not marrying me for the dress. I'm going to wear this dress for one day. Where else am I going to wear this dress? If I'm lucky, I can pass it down to my future daughter-in-law. But more than likely, she's going to want her own dress. It doesn't matter. It's a dress. And so I was able to get the dress. I actually got the dress for less than $200 because I think the dress came up to like $160, $175 maybe. I think it was $160. Because I remember I spent like $30 on shoes. And I remember I was like almost flabbergasted. Like, oh, they would have spent $30 on shoes. Yeah, I'm kind of cheap. I told you Goodwill's my favorite store. Don't judge me. Uh, So here it was. I spent like maybe $160, $165 for this dress right off the mannequin. Um, I mean, not off the mannequin. Directly off the rack. No alterations. And... I actually, now I did, I think I took a little money out of my, I took money out of my photographer budget, I believe it was, to pay for the preservation of the dress. So it did come up to like, maybe like, I think it did come up to like the 200 or so when I was done, because I wanted to make sure that when I was done wearing this dress, I wanted it to go straight in the box. I was like, it has no value if it doesn't go in the box. So... I did that, and that was great, because all I had to do was say, okay, I own the dress, and bring it back to the store, and they will preserve it, and actually, I had my maid of honor do that. Now, I'm going to give you a few more tips that I did that made things easy for me. Um, So I talked about the dress, right? We talked about the, the wedding venue, but we haven't talked about the reception and the entourage, right? Because it's all about the entourage. You know, if you're a guy, you have your best man. You know, if you're a lady, you have your maid of honor. You know, you might have some bridesmaids. You might have a few more gentlemen there. It just depends on what you want. 
we went extremely simple. When I say extreme, I mean extreme. I was like, I don't need an army for the wedding. It's my day. All due respect, love every friend that I have. I was like, but I don't need everybody parading around in the dress. It's my day. All that matters is that I get up there and do my vows and that I commit to this man. That's all that matters. So what did I do? I had one maid of honor and one bridesmaid. That's it. Not three and four, not four and five. I was like, I have one maid of honor, one bridesmaid. That's all I needed. And I know at the time people are like, that's all you're going to have. That's really not even a bridal party. I was like, I don't really care how you see it. Um, (laughs) This is about me having peace and ease and I'm on a budget. And I remember I, when I brought the two of them on, I I said, I don't have a lot to give you. It's not going to be a grand wedding, but, um, I will definitely bless you, um, in whatever way I can, you know, to thank you for, you know, being in the wedding. And I'm very lucky, you know, i I know the greatest people on earth. Um, I really believe that everyone God has put in my path. It's just people that I'm supposed to be around and that they're just kind. And what I did was I made things easier on me and on my bridesmaid. And I, I really, to this day, I thank God for my maid of honor and the bridesmaid and how they handle it. So, you know, their first question as a maid of honor and bridesmaid is what? What are we going to wear, Right. Because most brides are very, very serious about this. They're like, no, I want you to wear blue, but not that kind of blue. I want the teal eggshell type blue, not the canary blue, not the ocean blue, but the one that's almost like a taupe. You know, they're just really, really choosy about all that. I am not choosy. So (laughs) I actually, um... It was a very short conversation over the what the bridesmaid and maid of honor would wear. When they said, well, what do you want us to wear? I said, what do you have in your closet? They're like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, seriously, what do you have in your closet? What do you have that you can fit that you like? They're like, oh, well, I got a pink dress. And they're like, I got a yellow dress. I'm like, great, wear that. They're like, that's not going to match. What's the what colors of your wedding? I was like, uh, purple, like purple, white, and uh, blue. Yeah. They're like, and you want us to wear pink and yellow? I said, that's what you can fit and what you got, right? They're like, we can't do that. I said, well, you know, I said, do, does it matter you want short or long? I said, I want whatever you have in your closet. I said, I do not want you going in debt. I don't want anybody else trying to go and, you know, spend money that you don't have. Um, you know, I said, I just don't want you going through all that. I, I said, this wedding, I want no stress on this wedding. I don't want anybody to feel like, oh my gosh, I, I struggled to get here or I had no way to, you know, connect with the bride and groom or or I wanted to, but I couldn't afford the dress. Like, I don't want anyone to struggle. I want this to be the most relaxing, stress-free wedding ever. Like, no stress. Um, I said, I could care less what you got on. I said, personally, I would let you wear jeans and a t-shirt if I thought that it was appropriate, but I know it would be completely disrespectful if I allowed that. So that's the only reason I'm not telling you to wear jeans and a t-shirt. So if you have a dress that you want to wear 
at home that you love, wear that. If you absolutely just feel the desire to go shopping, then you can go shopping. But know that I'm going to love anything you have on. Why? Because you're wearing clothes. Um, (laughs) That was literally how the conversation went. And, um, you know, luckily I had two of the best people in the world to um, be with me on that day. And they coordinated together and they planned and conversated and said, hey, I got this dress. I got this dress. They're like, okay, let's work together and see what we got that looks pretty close together so that we at least look decent on her day. And I think it worked out beautifully because they they looked very coordinated to me. I didn't even notice that they had, I don't know if they bought each other dresses or if they just decided to go in each other's closet and say, ooh, that's cute. I have no idea, but they looked great to me. Um, I'm not one of those people like, oh, you can't upstage me. You can't upstage me. He's not marrying you. He's marrying me. You know, I'm not, I don't have that kind of ego. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's just not like that. So that helped a lot because there was no bridesmaid's dresses. My husband at the time saved money because I told him, I said, we're not buying a tux unless you just really want a tux. He said, I hate wearing a tux. I said, well, what do you want to wear? He said, can I wear my uniform? You know, now this was the only thing I was a little picky on. I said, you can wear your uniform, but not that traditional blue one. I hate dark suits at my wedding. I know it's weird, but I was like, no. I don't want black suits. I don't want blue. When I see it, I feel depressed. I feel like I'm going to a funeral. I don't want it. If you're going to wear something, I want you in white. Find something white. I don't care if you have to do white slacks and a white t-shirt, but find some white and I will be a happy girl. I don't want blue bottoms. I don't want gray bottoms. I want no darkness on you. The only darkness I should see is maybe on your skin. That is it. And this was the, the negotiation that I had with my husband for the wedding day and so he chose to wear his white uh sailor uniform uh to appease me and what was great was we didn't have to pay for any tuxes and the same went for his uh best man and uh i forget uh, i think the other gentleman that came um and said okay wear your white sailor uniform if you don't have that find some white slacks and white shirt and that was it and it was easy because they didn't have to worry about um, what to wear. Now, let's talk food, right? So, real briefly, when it came to the food, we had a reception. And I, again, I wanted easy, effortless. And what we did was, on the base, there was kind of like a, I don't know what you want to call it, maybe like a little bar area and, and no, we did not have the reception at the bar, okay? No, there was no drinking. There's no alcohol involved, especially not on my part because um, I don't drink. But next to the bar in this little reception hall that they had was an empty space, kind of like a little empty conference room made for parties or, you know, a little extra stuff that you want to do. And what was great about it was this empty room. It had nothing in it but maybe some chairs. And if you walked like 20 feet out the door in the same reception hall, there was like a whole bunch of little food things. I mean, you could have like hamburgers or hot dogs or, you know, uh, you know, nachos and stuff, you know, little finger foods, little popcorn and stuff. And I thought, oh, this is perfect. I said, let's make this a DIY reception. He was like, are you serious? I was like, we have a $1,500 budget. 
I'm not catering to a whole bunch of people that I don't know. I was like, I don't have the money to cater to people like this. I was like, I'm not the Kardashians. This is not, you know, Housewives of Atlanta. This is, um, you know, nine to five employed Molly. That's what this is. You know, (laughs) this is, um, I got enough money to get me to the Dollar Tree. That's, that's what this is. This is a Dollar Tree wedding. Um, so this is all I got. And, um, but it worked out great, you know, cause we ended up, we had a good little space. Um, and it was funny cause everybody else really wanted to put more into it. And I was like, Hey, if you want to do something, you can, but I'm just saying this, I've, I've done my budget. This is all I have. And I could afford this. I so said, if you want to use the extra for, you know, to feed yourself for something or whatever, it doesn't bother me long as we get, you know, this, you know, these little Dollar Tree flowers and that's it. They're like, where do you want to sit? I was like, uh, and I had the seating arrangement. So that part I had, I was like, I want to sit here next to my hubby and then maybe people around and maybe I guess there's a dance area. I'm not good at dancing, but sure. We'll make a spot for dancing. And that was all I put in there. And I was like, and they can walk 20 feet across and we're good. I said, we'll have the cake. So, I mean, they got the cake and they have drinks. So, I mean, it, it shouldn't be that bad. Um, if they want more than that, I'm sorry that I did not bring you here to feed you dinner. Um, I brought you here to celebrate my wedding. So I got really blessed, um, because, you know, one, like I said, that's all I had. And thank God I had the the sweetest, uh, maid of honor and bridesmaid you could ever ask for. And they wanted me to have a much better reception. So they, um, they invested in decor um, and made it really, really pretty. And they worked with um, with my hubby and got some finger foods actually brought into the room so that no one had to leave. So at least you had little things like wings and chips and things, you know, just, just very cool, very chill atmosphere. And it was perfect. Um, the other thing I did was my cake. Now, I know that everyone has a very... St- a strong opinion about cake, right? Um, especially when it comes to the wedding, it must taste delicious. It's gotta be the frosting has to be right. And the flavor has to be right. And you know, the, the way it's decorated has to be right. And all this stuff. Um, yeah, I'm not, as you can tell, I like easy. Well, I got a wedding cake that to this day, I had so many compliments on this wedding cake. And when I tell them where I got it from, no one believed me. They're like, you've got to be kidding. I was like, nope, I am telling the truth. That's where I got this cake. Well, I got my cake from Walmart. What? I know. You're like, you can't get a good wedding cake from there. Oh, yes, you can. Um, I got like a $100 cake. That was probably the most expensive I had spent on the food. I had a two-layer cake, um, you know, a two-tier cake, um, you know, because like I said, I only had 50 people coming, and I knew all 50 weren't going to come to the reception. I was like, this is more than enough for everybody. Um, So I had a two-tier cake, very simple. I said, I just want a white cake, maybe put some pink and purple flowers on it. So does it need to be a special kind of way? I said, however you feel like doing it. I said, let the Lord use you. If you wake up and you feel like putting a flower at the top and then you wake up tomorrow and want to put another flower on the side, I don't really care as long as, you know, it's a cake. And so, 
I mean, and they're like, wow, you really are simple. They're like, you need the, the, the bride and groom? I said, ah, I'm sure there's one over here, but really, we don't even have to do that. You can just put a big candle on there. I, I, I'm really okay. Like, we don't have to put anything on it. You just put flowers at the top, and that is a decor. I don't need a little doll of me. Um, and it was so sweet because they're like, oh my gosh, you're so simple. It's, it's, it's almost scary. And I was like, well, I'm just, it's just me. Well, I got blessed, you know, I, I got the cake and I thought it was gorgeous. Actually, I didn't get the cake. I had my maid of, my maid of honor got the cake for me and she was so super awesome because I did not, I didn't want any pressure on my wedding day. And she took care of the things that I didn't have time to think of. Things such as picking up the cake and getting it there. Or making sure that, um, you know, the one or two decorations that I did have, that those were actually put out. That the guest book was sitting where everybody could get to it. Um, You know, checking in to make sure there were no hiccups before I actually came out and went down the aisle. Um, You know, she took care of the most important stuff, which for me was after the wedding. You know, because a lot of people just think, oh, okay, well, you know, you got married, you know, you made it through the wedding and reception all is well. Well, yeah, but it continued. And this is where uh, things got easier. You know, this is where, to me, the maid of honor was priceless in my eyes. So if everything else she had done wasn't enough, the best part, the most valuable part of the maid of honor was after the ceremony. So ceremony's done. Wedding reception is done. Everybody's done their pictures and congratulations and all of that. And now we are getting into wedding night and getting ready to go into honeymoon. And I was able to give my maid of honor the best and probably, in my opinion, the hardest task of all, which was, okay, I need you to take my keys and hold on to them for me because I don't want to lose this while I'm traveling all over the place because I had a grand honeymoon. You know, we went on a cruise uh, to the Bahamas. We stayed in this huge uh, resort um, for like a week, a week in a resort, a week in a cruise, and then a night at a uh, like a wedding suite uh, of a hotel. Like we partied uh, for our wedding day. And it was great because she took care of Things such as, okay, what do we do with the leftovers of the cake? Um, She took care of things such as, oh, somebody else um, dropped off a a card, but they didn't make it. She took care of making sure things like, oh, was my apartment and everything locked after we got all that in there? I didn't have time for that. I was in honeymoon mode. Um, She took care of, oh, you know, she left her shoes or, you know... um, You know, all those little things that you don't think about or, you know, if the office or the church says, oh, we need to talk to them or we need to send this. Like she was able to take all of that and say, yep, if there's anything that you run into, email it to me. I'll make sure she gets it when she returns. Or if it's something real simple that I can do without her, I'll do it on my own. And this was, this was really priceless for me. It was probably the most, um valuable thing you could ever have in a wedding is a person that you can count on to take care of those things. And I'll say this, you know, whoever you choose for your bridesmaid or your, um, your maid of honor or your best man, uh, make sure you bless them. Make sure you bless them. Um, 
you may not have, you know, enough to do money and pay them, you know, $500 or whatever for doing it, but do something. And I didn't have much at the time, but what I did think about was her feet. I know that sounds silly, but I had a friend who sold Mary Kay and I told her, I said, I really want to bless my maid of honor and, and my bridesmaid. And I don't have much, but I said, you know what? These sweet women have been standing on their feet for hours helping to make sure that I look cute and that all my wedding day stuff is um, taken care of, I want to make sure that their feet are relaxed and rested and recharged. And so they gave me a great Mary Kay package and I was able to give a gift to my maid of honor and to um, my bridesmaid. And that is how I was able to save a ton of money on my wedding. So where we ended up spending, you know, I would say if you were doing the math of everything, probably around maybe five grand of it was, I mean, not five grand, but maybe like 500 of it was spent on the dress, shoes, venue, reception. You're looking at like 200, maybe 220 if you think about a tax, maybe, but I'm pretty sure it was 200. Uh, you know, 200 for the dress and the shoes, you know, $100 for the cake, you know, maybe another 100 for the reception food. And then, of course, you know, a few presents for, you know, the maid of honor. And, you know, that was it. Everything else was on, you know, the honeymoon. So now, am I saying that you need to do your wedding like me? No. <laughs> do your wedding and whatever makes you happy. Um, there's no rule that says you have to have anything on your day. You could get married in your backyard if that gives you peace. There are some people that feel better in a great big conference room and some people feel better in the privacy of their own home. Um, where is not important. What is what matters? What matters is that you get to unite with someone that means the world to you, someone that you can't live without. And as long as you work together, you're okay. What was great was I couldn't figure out how we could have a honeymoon with the budget that we had. So I left that ball completely in my spouse's court and he took care of it and it was peaceful. And so that's how we got married in 45 days without stress, without spending everything we got. And we were able to start our wedding journey, not in debt. Um, so, you know, now if you've already done it and you've already, you said, man, I wish I had thought about that. You know, we're still paying off our wedding stuff, you know, don't feel bad. Um, be at peace, know that God, you know, can help you with all of that. He can help you pay it down and all those things. But I'm just saying that if you're a person that really doesn't want to go in debt and you want to have these things prepared, I highly recommend using the tool weddingwire.com because Everything that I mentioned, all the things of what you need to remember and all that is covered in this website automatically. You can't go wrong. All right. I know this was a lengthy one, but I wanted to do a full, like true all wedding episode uh, just for you, just for those of you who want to get married. And I hope that it blesses you. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, again, I would love to hear from you. Uh, hit me up on my website, xelbooks.com and click podcast, drop me a message on the blog or hit me up on Facebook or Instagram. 
Until next time, I hope you have a blessed, peaceful, prosperous day um, and that all goes well for you. Take care.